Welcome to Carson Chatter, a podcast focused on Carson City, the people who shape it, and the real estate that defines it. I'm Sina Lloyd, Carson City Library Director, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Garrett Lapierre, local real estate agent with Century 21 Jim Wilson Realty. We have another great guest this week for you, along with our weekly segments, Community Connections, and Lapierre's Corner. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome to this week's We're going to talk about what the first step is. And it's going to sound kind of crazy coming from the real estate agent, but I'm going to tell you that your first step is not necessarily with your real estate agent. Uh, The first step that you want to get dialed in and taken care of finances and your loan all dialed in. So I'm um, talking with the bank about getting a mortgage, um, and you can talk to, to the bank that you bank with. Um, you can talk to a big, to a big lender um, like a, a Bank of America or Wells Fargo, um, and you can also talk to internet lenders. You know, there's um, Quicken Loans, Lending Tree. Um, there's a few places that you can find via the internet. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with those, but I've, done, I've had clients who've used those, um, those type of programs, um, especially Quicken Loans a few times and uh, never had any hiccups or issues. It's gone very nice and easy and smoothly. Um, And then there's also mortgage brokers um, that will help you find the best loan that's available for you out there. Um, For first-time homebuyers, there are some down payment assistance programs that will help you buy with no money down. Uh, The thing I always like to remind people is keep in mind that when you buy a property, you have not only your down payment, but there's, there's other fees that are called closing costs on top of that. And closing costs are insurance, escrow fees, transfer taxes, um, wire fees, and also what the bank, whatever bank you choose, um, is going to charge you to borrow the money. And in most banks, um, it's, that's usually around 1% of whatever you finance. So if you finance um, $200,000, your, your fees for that are going to be somewhere around $2,000. So that's not a hard and fast rule, but that's a good rule of thumb to go by. Um, so the first thing, if someone contacts me and they say, hey, I'm interested in buying a house, or I have a house that I need to sell and I want to go buy something else, the first thing that we're always going to do is we're going to get their, their loan and their mortgage dialed in first. Um, it's a little tougher these days to get a loan than what it was back in 2005, 2006, 2007, and that's a good thing. Um, you have to be able to show two months of bank statements, two months of pay stubs, and usually two years of tax returns. So again, those aren't hard and fast rules, but that's a good rule of thumb that most lenders are going to want. And then job history, they typically want to see two years at the same, um, same, same workplace, or at the very least, two years from the same line of work. So if you were a nurse and you switched hospitals in the last year, that's fine because you're in the same line of work. Uh, but if you were a diesel mechanic um, and now you are a small business owner, that's a little bit tougher just because you're changing professions. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, right now, 640 is basically to get into any type of loan program. Um, and the down payment assistance program, 640 is what you're looking at as well. Um, 
Interest rates have gone up just a tick, but they're they're still really good in comparison to where they were when I first got into the business in, in 2000. Um, so back in 2000, if someone got like 6.5%, um, that was a really good interest rate. Uh, nowadays, you can get you can still get a uh, 30-year fixed rate mortgage for about 4.5, in some cases even better. Um, and your FICO score is really what's going to drive a lot of where your interest rate's going to be at. So the higher the credit score, the better the interest rate. So paying those bills, um, you know, it really does make a, a big, a big, uh, big effect over the over time. Because on your mortgage, if you end up paying a half percent more, um, because of maybe some old collections, maybe some some bills you didn't pay, um, and over the course of let's say 15 years, you're going to end up paying more on that mortgage because of those of, of those mistakes made up front. Um, that being said, it's not impossible to get a loan, um, and students that are coming out of out of college, or let's say someone who's been in the workforce who went back to college to retrain themselves and is looking to get out, um, that does not mean that you have to wait two years at your job to get to get a mortgage. Uh, if you're making good enough money and you have good enough credit score um, right up front, you do not always have to have that two-year work history behind you. So keep that in mind. But that's the, that's the best advice I can give someone looking to uh, um, find a home, whether they're first-time home buyers or whether they're looking to move up or down. Uh, let's talk to the mortgage lender first, and I have some recommendation recommendations that I can certainly give to you um, for local people who do a very good job. Um, so feel free to contact me on that. Um, you can always go to my website as well, sellingcarsoncity.com. Um, and uh, if, if someone called me and said, hey, I want to buy a house, first thing I'm going to do is we're going to get that, that loan dialed in and taken care of right up front. Thank you. We're going to be right back with Ronnie Hanneman, who is this week's guest. And we have a great conversation with Ronnie. Thanks. Welcome back. We are with this week's guest, Ronnie Hanneman, the Executive Director of the Carson City Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for coming on the show, Ronnie. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here, Garrett and Sita. You betcha. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the chamber, what it does, and what its function is. The function of a chamber, any chamber, including the Carson City Chamber of Commerce, is to keep business, local business healthy and to attract new businesses to the community. Because when new businesses come to the community, everybody, and I mean everybody, benefits. So, Agreed. which is something that is the number one goal for us. Good. Okay, so with the Chamber, I know um, on your website that you're offering these new professional development series um, to the community, and, and is that just for the business community that are members of the Chamber, or is this also for um, members of the public and potentially um, those that could be potential members of the Chamber? The answer, the short answer is both. The long answer is that um, we are membership oriented, so therefore uh, this is open primarily to the members of the Chamber. However, we do have a non-member price so that non-members can attend and of course we always encourage them to join. Thank you. Um, and another another cool thing that you do, because I know because I'm a two-time graduate of the Carson City Leadership Program, or uh, 
I, I might be the only one. I don't know. I, I'm the only one that has that much uh, tolerance for punishment. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> no, no, great program. Tell us a little bit about the program and, and, and how it, how it kind of came about. The leadership program is an old program that was developed nationally um, to through chambers to give local businesses insight into their community that they could not get otherwise. Okay, we have the opportunity to take people behind the scenes. I think is really the best way of putting it. Carson City Chamber Program started uh, the leadership program started in 1988 and has been going strong ever since. This year we have 24 people in it, which is the max that we can do. And it um, is great for anybody who's new, who um, primarily, I think, geared towards people who are salespeople, because they're the ones that really need to know what is going on in their community. Also, it's a great opportunity, especially this year with 24 people, to immediately get to know 24 people within the community. Mm -hmm. And they really bond. The other thing they do is after we take them around to meet the sheriff, I mean, we have a day at the sheriff's office, we have a day at uh, the, this year the legislature is in session, so we'll be at the legislature. Our next one coming up in February, we will be going behind the scenes in manufacturing, and it just goes on and on. I don't want to take the time to talk about it all. Um, but I just feel that it gives um, everybody an insight into how wonderful Carson City truly is. I, I certainly agree with that, and, and, and it gives them a very deep perspective. You know, one day a month they go to... I should be asking you that question since you're a recent graduate. I, this is true. Class of 2004 and 14, best classes ever. And I'm class of 2016. See? <laughs> 2014 was better. Okay. Uh, uh, it, Whatever. They all say that. Um, but but the, the in-depth, I mean, you really spend one whole day going into different segments within the city, and, and there's no other program you can get that at. No. But it's the networking the part of that as well. The networking also, I don't want to um, gloss over the fact, too, that leadership program also is good for the community because they do a community project. And Cena years was a great project uh, that's been a little, gone a little astray, nothing to do with you guys. But they've done some, you know, the leadership classes in the past have done some great things. Mm -hmm. Our project was um, at the Nevada State Prison. Um, but the year before that, it actually was a project here in the library. And it was the Robert Kennedy Children's Corner. And it is used. And when I say used and a little bit abused, but it's holding up very well. Um, Prison Industries actually did build a lot of the product for that project. And it was mm -hmm. a really great community partnership. Right. And we've done things at the Senior Center. Um, for the 150th anniversary a couple of years ago, uh, the class uh, went out to Lone Mountain Cemetery. And we have so, that was your class. Yep. Why don't you talk about that? Uh, we went out to Lone Mountain Cemetery and, and, and uh, we did um, uh, historical markers for some of the historical graves that are mm -hmm. out there and, and, and ones that actually speak um, and tell you about, about the person that's buried there. A very neat project. And then the class of 2004, we did the kiosk at the top of the uh, Kings Canyon. That's right, which is still there. Which is still there. Yeah. Some of them are more lasting than others. So so we they not the people not only learn, they give back to the community, which is something we want to instill in all leaders. 
Correct. And, and just to follow up on that, you do not have to be a member of the chamber, and you guys do that every 12 months? Uh, yes, it starts in October, and you do not have to be a member of the chamber, but you pay more. Okay. Again, you know, a lot of our a lot of our events are open to the public, but they have to pay. Otherwise, why why bother? Makes you know, sense. Why bother? Mm -hmm. So, so with that, who can be a member of the chamber? Um, is it just businesses? Do you include nonprofits? Well, nonprofits are a business. In my estimation, they just happen to have a 501c something or other, okay? Right. So, in fact, a lot of nonprofits are multi-million dollar organizations, if you will, you know, bigger than most businesses. But, um, yes, um, nonprofits, business, uh, we have friends of the chamber, which are much less amount of uh, money to join. So anybody really can join the chamber if they want to... Uh, keep up with the community. Yep. And, and why is having a strong chamber and a strong business community within Carson, why is that important for the whole of the city and, and the real estate market? Well, I think I sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier. Uh, when you have new businesses come in or new manufacturing, which is part of the business community as well, um, it drives people to want to live here. And if they want to live here, and Crescent City is an amazing place to live, especially for young families, um, they will buy houses. No and that, here. I think that is about the way you can sum it up. And then um, the more people we have that live here that will buy a house from you, Garrett, okay? Exactly. Um, then that will drive other things such as restaurants and retail and movie theaters and things like that, you know, so it's, it is all good. The more businesses that come here, the more we're spurred to action to do many other things. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, so so with that, um, and, and you have mentioned that, you know, with the trying to bring businesses here into Carson, that you speak with um, many who are interested in coming mm -hmm. in, what, what is that benefit to membership um, for those new businesses? I'm not really 100% sure that I know what you're asking. So what are the membership benefits to joining oh, the chamber? Like if you're bringing membership. in a new oh, business. If we're bringing, yes. Well, there's two separate things. Okay, anytime there's a new business coming in, we are the ones that will tout that to the world. Okay, we do the ribbon cuttings. And in a community such as ours, which is wonderful, we are nine times out of ten able to get the mayor there which most communities cannot do that. Correct. But we are able to do that, and that adds a lot of respect, if you will, credibility to that business. They're very impressed with that. We send out press releases. Um, we honor them, as we did this week at our Soups on Luncheon, um, so that everybody can meet them. We, If we have a, uh, a mixer or a breakfast club, we introduce them. I mean, they get a jump start into the community. And in our at least two or three times a week, uh, we put out uh, the chamber briefs and we do a bio in there on the people as well. So that is part of it, is more the networking, getting them that jump start. And that's an amazing jump start for those businesses coming in. Yes. Yep. And I'll say Mayor Bob is going to be an upcoming guest on this podcast too, so you're an esteemed company. Um, what's the biggest challenge that's facing the business community right now? What, what things do you need to overcome? 
what we need to overcome, actually the business community is doing pretty well. I think if, and this isn't some, well, I guess it could be long-term local. What we're finding is the internet is really creating a havoc on some of the larger retail businesses. Um, and the fact that so many people want to go online and they really don't go into the downtown areas to shop the small shops. It's easier to, I'm looking at two computers here, it's easier to go online and buy something. I just went online because I couldn't find it locally, otherwise I would have done that. Let me just throw that in, mm -hmm. okay? I had to buy some books, and it was easier for me to go on Barnes & Noble. It was cheaper, free um, shipping. Yeah, ship, free shipping, and here it was because Barnes and Nobles in Reno, here it was in two days, you know. And I think this is going to be a major challenge in the future. Is how to get people off their computer. You've got to get people off their computer, but that also goes back to, you know, good. Uh, I think that businesses have to realize, too, that customer service is what brings people in. When you are recognizing, if you come go into a restaurant or something and they've seen you two or three times and they're so welcoming um, that want, you want to do business mm -hmm. with that person. Mm -hmm. And I think we have um, dropped the ball on customer service. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I have a couple a couple of establishments that I like to eat at at lunch and they know me, they know what I order and, and, and I always patronize those businesses really for the service that I get there and the relationships that I have with the people. I know you like your rice bowls. I do like my rice bowls. And I'm going to go ahead and plug a little bit for the chamber here. On April 18th, their professional development series is quality customer service. Mm -hmm. And that's $25 for members and $40 for non-members. Exactly, correct? exactly. And if, if anybody joins within 30 days after any event we do, that $15 or whatever goes towards the cost. So we sort of rebate that. But yes, um, we have, thank you for bringing that up, we have a lot of things going on. We just had our, um, uh, February coming up is problem solving decision making, which is something a lot of people are very weak on. It's the yes, no, maybe, what's the, you know, if I make this decision, what's the outcome going to be? We're going to be talking about the art of negotiation, and now we have a president who wrote a book on that. Okay, I don't know whether that's good or not, but, and then customer service in April, and then time management. I don't know about you guys, but the day gets, you know, you go in at 8 o'clock, and all of a sudden it's 4, and you say, well, what did I accomplish today? So we'll be discussing that. Effective communications, the three of us, I think, are okay on that, all right? But a lot of people are not. And the other thing is team building. A lot of people like being the czar, if you will, and they don't bring their team in. And you you are not, what, what's the saying, no man is an island. You mm -hmm. cannot be an island. You have to really have a team to make things work. And we have an amazing instructor who was with the community college system in California, and like many Californians, is now here, loves being in Carson City, and he is, our first session, um, he received probably A++++ um, critiques. He was just amazing. So I know that we're going to enjoy the rest of the series. Great. And I'm, and I'm definitely going to make a point to try to get some of those. Yes, and we'll be sending some of our staff as well. Great.
Um, so what has you excited about the business community right now? What, what things going on that, that you go, man, that's really exciting and I think there's potential for the future? That's a tough question. It's a tough question. I think South Carson, let's take it by Carson, okay? okay. I think South Carson is pretty well established. It is, sits in the catbird seat, if you will, because when the freeway is finished, I mean, it, this is where all the people come in from Douglas, and this is all the where the people come in from South Lake Tahoe. Mm -hmm. So they love shopping here, and if you go to Costco, half of the cars are uh, from California, so you know it's South Lake. And today I happen to be over there, and you can tell that they are definitely from South Lake because of all the snow everywhere, <laughs> you know. It's just, just pretty amazing. Um, and the gas station lines. So I think the South Carson, even when the freeway is finished, will still thrive. Our biggest challenge, excitement maybe, mm -hmm. is a, a better, more positive word, is to develop the downtown into the vision that so many want. I mean, I think the city has done an amazing job in the redevelopment of the downtown, the physical aspect of it. And it's now we have to get those exciting restaurants or nightlife places or stores or whatever to attract people down. Because if you just have wider sidewalks, a darrower streets, and nothing beyond that, it's not going to get them from you know, Lake Tahoe or anywhere else. It's the most important part of the of the whole concept. Right. Um, so, with that, I mean, your website has a ton of great information on here. But how would somebody um, who wanted to? Um, I know we have a new business here um, in the library, um, interviewing individuals. How how would they become a member of the chamber? On our homepage, www.carsoncitychamber.com, all one word, Carson City Chamber. Um, you will find uh, where it says join the chamber and there's an awful lot of information on the um, homepage that tells you about the chamber, uh, has our newsletters in there. I write once a month for the Nevada Appeal, four pages every month. Those are on there. Also, it's not even just for someone who's joining the chamber. Anybody who's looking for any kind of information, it's all there, including re regional information. So it just, um, you know, a click of the mouse, whatever you want to know about Carson City, it's there. And then if somebody wanted to visit you in person? Visit me in person. I am down sort of in the south end of, of the downtown, I guess you would call it, yep. over by the Nevada State Railroad Museum. It's easy to find us. We're the very first building at the end of Fairview. And a uh, big sign that says Carson City Chamber. We're open Monday through Friday. And then on some Saturdays, depending on if we have an event going on. Awesome. And then the last question that we ask everybody is, uh, if there was no limits, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal for Carson City? Well, I'll tell you what. This is a big, hairy, audacious goal that will take a lot of money, maybe. Okay. okay? Um, I would love to see, and I'm sure others have said the same thing, we lack meeting space in this town. And I would have said, let's do a convention center. However, I think that the Armsby House, if it ever opens, would fill such a need. Because that second floor, if you've not been into the Armsby House, is amazing meeting space. 
And then if that also opens, you have three hotels right there that could handle about 300 people coming. And if we got more meetings in this town, um, which relates to tourism, obviously, you would have more restaurants, you would have more everything. For those of you who may have lived here for a long time, the Armsby House was really the heart of Carson City, mm -hmm. and it really should be again. So, I mean, that would be, let's open the place. Um, you're not the first person to say that. Not on the convention space, though, because I, I, that, that's, a, that's a twist that, you know, I, I, I agree with completely. Getting meetings here drives tourism, and that's how you get those restaurants. And at the end of the day, I think for downtown to really thrive, there needs to be a food scene. For that really to, to thrive, that's going to have to be a part of that is get some good restaurants. You are correct. Um, the one thing that people forget in any community is you cannot rely on the locals. That's because you can't, locals, you know, you're, you don't always want to go out at night. You've got other things. You've got kids at home. You've got, you've got commitments, right? And a lot of people are pretty good cooks. And, you know, you just don't, most people don't go out every night. But when you have a thriving visitor economy, they are the ones that fill in where you and I may not, um, you know, go to a restaurant every single night. So... Um, you know, for, for a lot of people, even to go out once a week is a lot. It's true. You know, it, it is pricey. It's fun. Um, and I just think that if we got more conventioners here or meetings here, that would drive the dining downtown. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks for coming on the show, Ronnie. We appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge with us. Yes, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. You betcha. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Carson Chatter. You can subscribe via SoundCloud or iTunes by searching Carson Chatter Podcast. When you do, please leave a review as it makes it easier to find us. And please engage with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by simply searching Carson Chatter Podcast. You can also email us at carsonchatterpodcast at gmail.com. See you again soon, and don't forget to tell a friend about this podcast.